Let's pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive our debtors as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I greet you in his name, the one that gave us this prayer. And uh, we have, as we've talked about him a lot this morning, about what he did and what he's willing to do. And that <clears throat> most of all that he wants to be our brother. He wants to be our friend. So I'm sure it, it, uh, we aren't his friend, if we aren't his brother, it's not his fault, is it? Probably isn't. So this morning for, uh, uh, for a message, uh, let's turn to Matthew 6. Matthew 6, and it's going to be on prayer, or a little bit about prayer. Uh, as we look out through the Bible, and even in the Old Testament, uh, God's people are praying people. God's people turn to prayer. When we're in need, or when we are also not just in need, but when we want to praise him. So in Matthew 6 here, in verse 5, it says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be... As the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into the closet, and when thou shut thy door, pray to the Father which is in secret. And thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetition as the heathens do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. And after this manner, therefore pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our debt as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So he, uh, he gave us some instructions here in how to pray. Now... So how, 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 throughout the Bible, the one thing that, uh, uh, there are some people that think that you always have to kneel to pray. Well, we notice throughout the Bible that people were in all kinds of positions, in posture, all kinds of posture to pray. Some were laying, some were standing, some were kneeling, some were sitting, some were, you know, we, we can find, find it most, any, any place. And, uh, the different ways. I thought about, when I thought this morning, I thought about, uh, we had uh, 
prayer meeting the other night and one of the people uh, brought the request up that we should pray for rain. And so that, that was answered this morning, wasn't it? And uh, so uh, there's maybe some things that, uh, God, I think God likes to hear. God likes to hear that. That he, he's in control of that. He's in control of the rain. He's in control of the weather. But he still, I, I think he likes to hear us ask him to do things. The first word, uh, verse here, it says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be, as the hypocrites are, they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the street to be seen, to, to be seen praying. Now it says here, in the synagogues, they, they love to stand up and, and pray in the synagogues. Did they train themselves? Uh, I guess that's still one thing that the Jews really love to do. As, and, and I'm not speaking against them for this, but they do, they can memorize probably the whole Bible, some of them. Memorize the whole Bible, and, and, and they're good at that. But when that, I, I think what this is saying here is when that is the purpose of prayer, when that becomes the purpose of the prayer, that it's time to pray or it's just, we're just doing it for a form. I think this is what he is saying, that that is not really communication with God. That is not really a prayer uh, of faith. And then sometimes, too, that we feel that if we would just have more faith, our prayers would be heard. Well, Christ told us that if we have faith like a mustard seed, and how big is a mustard seed? If I'd have it on my thumb, you couldn't see it. But if we have that much faith, then he'll, he'll hear us. So... That is the first warning he gives us, that when we pray, that he goes on in verse 6, and it says, When thou prayest, enter in thy closet, and when thou shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Now, I don't think, and, and this verse can be taken way too far, and I believe that this verse was probably the reason I'm not sure how it was with you, but when we uh, were growing up, this was the reason that we would not do a prayer in a restaurant. It's because of being seen. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure. We, we just maybe took it way too far. But that's not why we pray before we eat. It's to give God the honor and glory. So, had you any experience this past week in having your prayers answered? Can you think back? Can you think that God answered your prayers? You want to share it? Feel free to share.
Great. Sometimes, sometimes that's the way it is. It, uh, before we started, we asked the Lord to give us a safe trip out here, and as we travel, and but it, sometimes it seems that that's just the thing to do, and we forget that yeah, God wants to answer that, and He answered. We 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 arrived safely, and we forgot to thank Him. Well, that that yeah yeah. So, yeah, prayer life. And I, um, here it says go into your closet. And I think, I think it's, uh, there's a time uh, to do public prayer. There's time to go into the closet. And nobody needs to know. Nobody needs to know that, that maybe you prayed for a person that was healed. Or maybe you prayed for a person that he would be converted. And the big thing is that God gets the honor and glory. That's the big thing. It's not that I am, am, am the prayer warrior or that I am the one that prayed. And so, so that's, why, that's why that person was converted, because I prayed. Well, it might be that way. But I think that what he's saying here is if you pray just to be seen or if you pray to get the honor and glory, I don't think it's, uh, it's going to be answered. Or it's, it might be answered, but it's not where the honor and glory should go. When I thought about the rain also, Elijah prayed for rain, didn't he? He prayed for no rain, and he prayed for rain. And God heard his prayer. Paul tells us that we should pray without ceasing. Oh, you know, without, you know, just keep praying. And I think as the older I get, that this is something that it's not as much in the morning and the evening. Yes, we do. We pray. We have devotions or we read Scriptures in the morning, when, and we, we, uh, we do that. But it's the thing of going about our work in a prayerful way. You know, if we think about, you know, if, if, if and especially as if I'm walking in the woods or I'm doing something, and all once, you know, there's something jumps out at you, a beautiful tree or a beautiful plant or a rock or whatever it might be. And you just stop and thank the Lord. I think that's, that's, that's what he wants us to be, is just be thankful people, prayerful people on the way. I never found myself in the, in the bind. I, I found myself in binds a lot of times, but never like Jonah did. You know, he, uh, where did he turn to when he was walls about him? Where when the mountains were about him and he was inside that fish stomach, and uh, he turned to God, didn't he? God heard the prayer, and he, he, God had a plan for him. And, uh, but I think it starts way, way before, uh, our prayers start way, way before, uh, before we uh, get into that bind. And you know, sometimes, many times, I had equipment failures. Now, should we just, Sometimes pray that God would just fix it. Or that if your motor quits running and God just start the motor. Now, we had in, in, in the Sunday school lesson, it was that he is, uh, he is the, Christ is the creator. He is, he is over everything. And he understands the motor better than the person that built it. He knows everything. And he knows exactly what is wrong. 
Now, he could start it. And we heard many testimonies already of people that uh, started, a, started their car without a battery in it. I'm not sure if those stories are, are I can't, you know, I've, I've read them, but I, I, I'm not sure if they're true or not. But, uh, but God could do that. God can start a motor without a battery. He can. But what I wanted to say here, if I get to it, is that many, many times on an equipment failure, that when I gave up and asked the Lord for help, just ask him for help. You know, all once, I kind of looked at it and said, well, yeah, that's what's wrong. You know, my eyes open, and that's what's wrong. I knew where to go or where to, where, where to go for it. And, uh, but before that, but I think that God wants recognition that he, he, is, he is in everything. Now, uh, the example of, uh, of course, Christ was the example of prayer, wasn't he? In John 17, and I'm not going to turn to that because I want to go, uh, go into this prayer here and just, uh, just talk about this prayer a little bit. But in John, he, uh, in John 17, he prayed. He praised the Father and, and a little bit of a pattern of where he says here, in this manner, pray. He prayed for us. He prayed for, he praised the Father. And he especially said, Father, your will, your will. What do you think about the prayer that Paul and, Paul and Silas at midnight in that prison, in the, de- in the depth of that prison? It says the inner prison, which was inside where probably nobody ever escaped. And they sang songs and they were praying. What were they praying? Were they praying that the doors would open? What were they praying? We don't really know, do we? I don't think we know. But they were praising God. And that's the key. They were praising God. I don't think they were praying to be released because they didn't run out, did they? There was an earthquake and the doors opened and The jailer was going to kill himself because he seen the doors were open. And Paul said, no, no, don't hurt yourself. We're all here. We're still all here. And so he was converted. What a beautiful story. He was converted. If they would have jumped up and said, hey, the Lord answered our prayer and went out through the door, that would have never happened. The jailer would have killed himself, right? So it's, it's important that we praise God in everything. He goes on here in 7. But when you pray, use not vain reputation as the heathens do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth the things you have need of before you ask him. I, I, I think that, again, I want to say that don't, let's not take this too far the other way. Uh, and I, the other night we had prayer meeting, and we were praying on this, this special need thing that we were praying. We split up in groups, and there was a group of men standing around, and, and so it was just open to whoever wanted to pray. And sometimes we go about it, and we detail it, 
And I, I like to do that sometimes. And I like hear some people do that, detail the situation, you know, and just ask God, tell them. But when it came, when it came to me, I, I, I didn't have anything to say. All I said was, Lord, help us. Now, nobody commented, nobody talked to me afterwards about it, but I, they probably thought I'm over my rockers. I don't know. But that's what the Lord gave me. And that, Lord, help me, or Lord, help us. Sometimes, sometimes that's all that is needed. It, it doesn't need 15, 20 minutes of praying. Or, but that's right in itself. I don't, want to, I don't want to criticize that, but sometimes just in humility know that we're at wit's end and just, Lord, help us. And then leave it there. And leave it with God. So he goes on here, and he now he gives this. I, I, and if, after this manner, therefore, pray ye. And he gives the prayer here. And let's just look at the prayer. How it's, It doesn't say that we have to use this word for word. But it does say that in this manner, pray. And I think it, it is laid out this way that we first acknowledge our Father, which art in heaven. Say, our Father, which art in heaven. We had a debate once, years ago, and uh, about prayer, and it was going around the table, well, who do you address? Who, who do you speak to when you pray? And so, well, that's simple. It says, our Father, which art in heaven. He says, in this manner, pray. Uh, and, and the Anabaptists talk about this a little bit, about who, who to address when we pray. And they always used to say the Father. They didn't say Jesus. But they came to the Father in Jesus' name through the Holy Spirit. So he, he, that's the first lesson he gives us, that we say our Father which art in heaven. So uh, it also, if we do that, the Father, we acknowledge that he is higher than we are. We acknowledge that the Father is the one that has the power. In other words, it's submission, that we submit when we say our Father. It's like children uh, submit to their parents or to their, to their dad and mom. They submit. They recognize that they're the child and they're, and, and, and they're the parents. And so he, he, he does this. He, uh, if we do that, if we can honestly say our father, and then when we say something, when a child says something to the parents or asks for something, we expect, they expect it, don't they? They expect it when, they, when, when the parents say yes. They expect to receive that when they ask for something. For a glass of water when they can't get it or whatever it might be. They acknowledge that. Uh, they, they, they expect the outcome. They expect that they'll get it. So again, we have to acknowledge that uh, <clears throat> it takes faith. We have to submit it to him, to our Father, and leave it there. 
So the big thing here is to acknowledge that we are the children and he is the father. And we're the children of the father. And also as we talked about Christ and have a life that that shows it. And lead our life that it shows simply that that we are the children. And when we say that, the, David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. See, there's no need for anything else. There is no need for another person or another uh, a, a father or uh, a shepherd. That shepherd will supply that sheep talking in Psalm 23, when it says, the Lord is my shepherd, he had, he had fully surrendered himself to that shepherd. And this is, I believe, what Christ is saying here. In this manner, pray, our Father which art in heaven, as we recognize that he will feed us, he will protect us, he will love us, he will guide us. We are totally sold out to him that he is the one and not ourselves or someone else. We acknowledge that. Our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. That's the uh, second thing that we have to acknowledge, that the Father is holy, he's pure, he's totally sanctified. He is, he is hallowed, he is, he is, uh, in Exodus, in, in, in Exodus it talks about how he hallowed the seventh day. How he took the Sabbath and he hallowed it. He blessed it. And it's a holy day. Also when we say this, we, we, we acknowledge our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We again acknowledge, as it says in, in Exodus, uh, in the commandments, that you shall have no other God before thee. And that the, the, the hallowed Father, there is nothing better. There is no name higher and that he cannot sin. And he will not tolerate sin. We have to acknowledge that. I think this is what he said. If you love anything more, how does it say it? Love, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your might, with all thy spirit, with all thy strength, and your neighbor as yourself. But if you let, uh, the, the, uh, Christ gave his teaching that if you love, Something more than me, you're not worthy of me. And, and it brings it down to parents, it brings it down to wife, it brings it down to whatever you want to name on this earth. If you love it more than me, you're not worthy of me. So when we say that, I think that's, uh, that, that's what he said, as we acknowledge him as the one Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. And this is about the same that we invite. We invite his kingdom. 
we invite, and what does his kingdom consist of? A lot. But we invite his kingdom into us. Thy kingdom come. There is no better place to be than in the kingdom. There is another kingdom. There's two kingdoms, right? It's the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, there is righteousness. In Hebrews 12, it says, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace there whereby we have served we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for God is a consuming fire. But unto the Son, he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and forever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of the kingdom. Now when we say, Thy kingdom come, that kingdom comes with righteousness. That kingdom, that God's kingdom, is righteousness. The kingdom of righteousness. That you may walk worthy of God. Who has called you. Unto the kingdom and glory. He has called us to that. He has called us to that. But he wants, us to, he wants to hear us. Invite him in. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. But righteousness. And peace and joy and the Holy Ghost. This is what the kingdom of God is. It is not in word, and it's not in power, but in power. Sorry about that. Jesus said this, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So, fear not, little flock, Christ said this to a group of people. He says, Fear not, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So here we have it. When we say thy kingdom come, it is God's pleasure to give it to us. So in this manner, pray. Now he says, pray this way also, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. So he wants the things that are going on in heaven, he wants those things to go on down here too. Now I know people are taking this and putting it in the future, and I simply don't believe that. When the new earth comes in and everything is going to be so beautiful here on earth and, and, and then that, that's what that is saying. What this is saying that he wants his people to be operating here on earth as they, as, as they are operating in heaven right now. That's what that means. Thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. How is it in heaven? If just the short answer would be, probably, that he wants our heart to be like a heart that is in heaven today. Those people that have passed on, those people that are worshiping him, 
He wants us to have that same heart. There's some things that he did not tolerate in, in heaven. The one I can think of is pride. He didn't tolerate that. So that's not going on in heaven. So it shouldn't be going on here. And this is what, 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 what Christ is saying. Uh, some of the things, they're all of one mind. Starting with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all of one mind in heaven. Do you think there's a division in heaven? No, they're all of one mind. And they love each other. And they all have peace. Do you think of more? Can you think of any more? There probably is a lot more. You think of any? Can you... I mentioned love, yeah, but that's yeah. I, I, I think that's I, I think that's that's important. Is they love each other. So when we pray, Thy will be done on earth as in heaven, then we love each other. Then we have peace. We have joy. Are they also worshiping God? They're worshiping God. We'll be worshiping God also. So thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Regardless is this spiritual or is this just the natural food, it comes from heaven. He is like we've he's over everything. And nothing would grow. How helpless we would be. Have you ever thought about planting the garden or putting seed in the ground? You can pour as much fertilizer on there as you want to. If it isn't the power of God that grows it and makes it start growing, that fertilizer is not going to do any good, is it? You just can't do anything. That, that's the power of God. And, and well, so if he's going to grow it anyway, so why should we ask him? for our daily bread. Again, I'd like to say that he likes for us to be children. He likes for us just to be the children and to ask him. And to acknowledge, and this also acknowledges this, that everything comes from God. Everything we have comes from God. So how, why is it so hard to give it up if it belongs to God then? Why is it so hard just to give it up We have, uh, I wanted to ask that question the other day. Some of us men were talking about uh, our financial dilemma we are in right now. In, in, uh, we just had a huge hospital bills, and medical, I guess shouldn't say hospital bills, but medical bills, and uh, we had five or six people going to Marion, Illinois, and each of those streets are 15,000. We got about 200,000 in, in bills all at once. And uh, I wanted to ask this question. And our, uh, 
our alms and our, uh, our giving doesn't match up with that. So I wanted to ask the question. That's the question I wanted to ask, but then I thought, and I caught myself and said, well, that would probably be sticking a little bit too much. This is the question I wanted to ask. Well, I hear most of you say that it's all God's anyway. My business, my work, and my paycheck, it was all God's. And then I wanted to ask, well, why is the offering so low then? Why is the offering more? But I thought, that wouldn't be too nice, would it? That wouldn't just be too nice. But this is why. Give us this day our daily bread. It, it all comes from God. It all belongs to God. Now here is the one that he says, also pray, forgive our debt as we forgive our debtors. I had written down here, and I wanna, I wanna, I, I'm not sure if I'd say it this way. There's no sin bigger than unforgiveness. But the reason it makes it so big is that if I don't forgive, then all those sins that I did come back to me. Because he says, forgive our debt as we forgive our debtors. And on at the, at the end here, at the end here, it says, uh, at the end of the prayer, he doesn't mention anything but the forgiveness. Then he goes on after he says, amen. He says, for if you forgive men their trespass, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you give, forgive not men their trespass, neither will your Father forgive your trespass. So is this a truth? This is a truth. This is, he says, we should pray this. But we should also put it in practice, I believe. Forgive our debt as we forgive our debtors. So we can't expect to be forgiven if we don't forgive. We can't expect, and I, I know that sometimes, uh, sometimes I take too much time to forgive. Sometimes I just take too much time. Uh, the last time I was here, I, I talked to you about, or I talked on non-resistant. And I talked a little bit about the Pasa brethren, the 50 brethren that were uh, in prison in Pasa, and the songs they wrote. And uh, I just, it was interesting to me that Michael Schneider wrote a song and and he praised the Lord but he put a couple verses in here on forgiveness and and this is just this amazes me again I just have to say that for five years into that in that prison five years and it probably wasn't very nice but they were in that prison and in this in the third verse of 450 451 or song 85 Psalm 85, he writes this, Lord God and Father, we beseech you for all those who mistreat us that you would graciously forgive all their sins. Although they do not acknowledge what they have done to us, would you grant them grace? Lord God and Father, do open their hearts that they may discern which is the true faith through which we 
now finish our course and bear witness with our blood to your word, which is the truth, confessing your name. That amazes me. That is just a, a good witness for me. When we th think about forgiving our debtors, our debt as we forgive our debtors, that he was in that prison and he, he wanted he wanted the people that mistreated him, wanted him to have what he has, Christ Jesus. The only way, the only way I can do that, I cannot do that on my own. I cannot do that with flesh and blood. I cannot do that with this body. I cannot. I have to have the Spirit of God. I have to have the Father in me, our Father. I got to be the child, and he is the father. And by the way, if you, if you want to do a study that the same, in the same uh, songs, in song 104, it's 553, uh, Himmelreich, and you might have sang that song, uh, that's an interesting song, uh, page 563 or song 104. It is on the Lord's Prayer. They took the Lord's Prayer and wrote a song in prison. Uh, it, it's interesting. They, they, it's a sermon, actually. So if you, uh, you want to do a study, that's a, that's a uh, thing you could start with. But here literally, forgive our debt as we forgive our debtors. There is, I don't think there's anything else in the Bible or anywhere where, where concerns us or how we, you know, ask God to use us just like we use other people. Think of that. God, just use me. Just do to me just like I do to other people. And, and Christ said, keep this in your prayer. Remind yourself. The reason I, I thought about the Lord's Prayer is we're in 2023, and my parents were born in July of 1923. Mom on the 11th day, and my dad the 31st day. And I don't, I don't remember them praying or teaching us they taught us a lot of virtues, a lot of good things. Don't steal, don't lie, don't make fun of a special person, don't. The list goes on and on, the things that they taught us. But they never got the Bible out and says, here it says that you must be born again, or on and on. But here's one thing that they taught us. At a very young age, they got all their 12 children to memorize this prayer. 
I never thought about that till just this summer. And we were expected to say that prayer when we bowed our heads to eat before and when we were finished. So I said that prayer hundreds and thousands, not hundreds and thousands, but, but thousands of times probably. But the thing is, I probably didn't really realize what I'm saying, but I still said it. But, but, but praise to it that, that I was taught that. Forgive our debt as we forgive our debtors. I don't have time, but think of the think of the the two servants in the Bible, where the one owed his master millions of dollars and the other nineteen dollars, and the one had millions millions of dollars uh, asked for forgiveness, and. The master said, sure, I'll forgive you. And then he went out and he grabbed his fellow servant that owed him just a little bit, $19, and threw him in prison. And you know how the story goes. The master said, oh, no, uh-uh, this won't work. He owed all that debt again. The one place that uh, Mark tells us this, Mark says, when you, are, when you stand praying, it says, when you stand praying, he says, forgive. It's a good place to forgive. It's a good place when you're praying and God gives something into your mind that you need to forgive this person or you need to forgive. That's a good place to forgive. You're close to God and your heart's close to God. And it's just a good place to say, you know, I, you know in your heart that you will forgive him. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We, read, uh, we, we, we talked about this this morning. And uh, so maybe you can help me with this. Christ is the leader, as we've had in our lesson this morning, of overcoming temptation. He is the leader. But then we ask and say, and lead us not into temptation, knowing full, full well that he won't. That he will not lead us in temptation. Have you ever heard the prayer in the German? And I'm not sure where we got this. Is it out of the spelling book or where we got it? But it says, it goes more like, uh, and let us not be let into temptation. Und lasse uns nicht in Versuchen führen. I hear, I heard that, you know, some people say it that way. And I'm not sure where it comes from. Is it, is it comes, does it come from... Uh, I should have checked the first of all, Bible. I'm not sure. But lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And this is something that I, I believe that we should, should be asking. But in James it says this. Uh, James, uh, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers of temptations. He said, he, James says it in a different way. He says, you know, kind of joy when, when, when you fall into temptation. Temptation is not a sin. Is that right? You know, a temptation is not a sin. It's when you yield to the temptation that's the sin. Knowing this, that the trying of your work, 
The trying of your faith worketh patience. I believe that is why it, it, James says it this way. It's simply that when you endure temptations, that if you can get through there without sinning, then it'll be strength in you. And, and, and he goes on and says, No man is tempted of God. But when the lust has conceived, it bring us forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bring us forth death. That is why it's so important to catch it before. For the kingdom, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We acknowledge, and it's a good way to end a prayer, that God, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory for every man. God has this. He has the power. He, he has the kingdom. He has the glory and much more. And here is the confidence we can have. And here is the faith we can have in God that nobody is going to wrestle it away from him. Nobody is going to take it away from him. Nope. He can't. Nobody can take it away. He is God. He is the Father. And He has the power. And nobody is going to take that away. So, I was encouraged by just reading this again and just going over it and just simply uh, that the power is in God. And that we pray this in, 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 in this manner. So, we prayed in the beginning, so I'm going to give time back to, or maybe, does anybody have anything to say? Well, okay, I'll let uh, the leader, whoever's leading out today, I don't know, whoever, uh, finish up.